Here's the situation, Rush. You and our guest are going to be on a new game show I invented called Predictive Text. I won't go into anything else right now. I don't want to tell you what the first round, what the prizes are. It's, it's, uh, well, I'll, 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 I'll tell you this. There's no prizes, but I'm not going to tell you what the first or second round are compromised of just yet. All right. Well, we can't, yeah, we can't do any more predictions no. about predictive tests, but <laughs> text. But I'm excited. Uh, and I'm Rush Howell. I'm TJ Jagodowski. And this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And uh, this week, uh, as, as with every week, TJ, uh, we have a theme. Yep. And our theme this week is polar sore texts. Maybe our most polar. blatant attempt to get polar to, uh, to sponsor us. Yeah, and then I did not end up doing a polar one because just <laughs> just two weeks ago we did uh, <laughs> flavors of seltzer water for you, so I couldn't I couldn't do it. But uh, anyway, more important than than the theme, which is polar sore text, is our guest. Is, uh, our guest, yes, one of uh, one of my very best friends in the whole wide world. We've our families. We've spent time with each other's families. I know how his mom and dad met and where and why because. Because Connie was working at the at the library at the Illinois Institute of Technology. Well, anyway, um, so uh, our our guest is the uh, well, I don't know. I, we we usually don't do kind of credits, but he's the executive producer and creator of AP Bio. More importantly, he's our good friend, an amazing improviser, um, and uh, and someone that I love. This is Michael Patrick O'Brien. Hey, hey, buddy. Hi, guys. Thanks hey. so much for having me. Yes, it's and, great to have you on. And, and just so people excited, don't get, I didn't know TJ knows everything about you. I didn't know your mom's name is Connie. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so rare nowadays that my podcast intros involve mom's job when she <laughs> met my dad. And I was glad that got in there. Um, <laughs> One of the only uh, ladies there. One of the only ladies at the institute at the time, right? Like because my mom's name is also Connie. So I didn't oh, really? know that we we had that in common. But indeed, we do. Is it short for Constance or is it uh, sort it of is. something different? Okay. Yeah, oh, I was so here. hoping. I was so hoping. Patty's like, huh? Weird. I never asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that that was a big thing. It just came up recently again that um, she'd her pick of the litter because she was in the nerdy engineering nineteen sixties <laughs> uh, uh, IIT library, and um, someone had told her. Some teacher had told her you should date fifty men before you marry. And my dad was dates 49 and 51. Um, wow. I, I, t- I told her that story makes her sound a, like a little bit loose morals. A little bit, yeah. Dates were different. Back then. <laughs> and just wow. to uh, mop up any confusion, because I've already called you it. Um, there was for a while when we got to know you here in Chicago, um, Mike O'Brien was going by his middle name, Pat. Um, so every once in a while, we'll, we'll call you Mike, we'll call you Pat. But just in case people hear us calling you two different names, it's it's all one guy. We're not screwing up. We know what we're doing. That's right. And I, I love when any of my Chicago friends like yourselves call me Pat or P.O.B., so please feel free. All right. It's going to happen. Rush, you want to start us off? Uh, I do. I do. So sticking with our theme of polar sore text, uh, and this one is going to come off of sore. And I, this could be a simple one to, to kick it off. Uh, I'm going to give you uh, one week to do the, the following things. I just want you to rank them. Uh, from from the one you would least like to do to the one that you would most like to do, and we'll we'll do it in reverse order. Of that so you'll you'll say from the one you would most be willing to do to the one you would least like to do. All of these are things that I think would make you sore. Okay. All of these things are things <laughs> I think 
<laughs> would make you sore. Okay. So, and, and we'll do, you'll both keep your, you'll both curate your own list and I'll be interested okay. to see where you're the same and where you're different. And how many are there, Rush? Uh, I think there's about 10. Okay, great. All right. In, in the neighborhood, in the neighborhood of 10. One is you got to do, and you have one week, remember, one week to do these things. Uh, 1,000 push-ups. All right. Next one is you got to do um, uh, 2,000 crunches. Next thing you got to do is you got to push one car the length of a Chicago city block. Okay. I don't know how hard that is. I don't know how easy that is. It's it's uh, you can take you can take any kind of regulation car. You can't and, take one of those mini cars. And just so people and, know, I think they usually say eight city blocks in Chicago is a mile. So I think we're talking an eighth of a mile is is, is eight, roughly eighth of a mile. Okay, and you get um, you get just enough help. Uh, that it's that it's possible to do it, okay. but no more than that, right? So if if what it takes is two people for it to be possible, then that's what it is. If it takes three people to be possible, but it's going to put the max strain on you possible to be able to push a car for uh, an eighth of a mile. Okay, it's a it's a sedan in neutral. Sedan in, in neutral. There you go. It's not a. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I, we, good clarification. Good clarification. You have to push for an eighth of a mile. It's an SUV. <laughs> Right, it's in park. That it would take 300, least, 300 people. <laughs> least want, least want. <laughs> um, all right, so the the next one is uh, thirty miles running for the week. The next one is one hundred miles walking. I didn't know if I could pick a number high enough that will actually phase TJ, but one hundred miles <laughs> is a lot of walking uh, for a week. Uh, next is one hundred and fifty miles biking. The next is you got to climb uh, 200 floors of stairs. Uh, the next is you got to you got to do f- uh, five boxing matches against people that you'll definitely beat, but not by that much. Wow. <laughs> the next one is you got to milk 40 cows. I'm How glad I, I, I was worried that. The next was going to be five boxing matches that you got to lose. <laughs> you'll definitely, you'll definitely get your ass tarred. <laughs> well, you're you're a little ahead of me because the next one is you got to get in one boxing match that you will definitely lose. Yes. Okay. But it'll take a few rounds. All right. <laughs> and not that the person's toying with you. You're almost even. Yeah, you're. But you just you're never going to win. And you're going to take you're going to take the worst of it and eventually lose. Um, and then I think I had uh, one thousand dips, so one thousand like tricep dips. Ooh. Is that ten? That's I think it's eleven. Double check one two. I've got eleven. Okay, let's take the dips out of there. Dips, dips out. Dips Great. Out. <laughs> and uh, you guys just uh, once you, once you're locked in, let me know. We'll go. I think it'll be more fun to, to start with the one you'd most be willing to do and work our way to the one that's absolutely no thank you in terms of uh, these things that could make you sore to have to do them for a week. All right. One, two. I think I. Three. Oh, no, it's two twos. So one of those has to change. Three. Okay. I'm I'm in. All right. 
And when POB is ready, we will start from uh, the top. Um, I, I, I can be ready. <laughs> so with no, I, I wonder what I would do at the top. I mean, I think I would probably, I, I really don't have a sense. Well, I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> and I'm sorry, so Rush, gonna... we're starting with what we'd like to do least or most. I'm sorry. What did you say? I, I know you said it a couple of times that I was writing my we're list We're going to start with what we you're most willing to do. Most willing to do. Okay, great. Because I, I think it'll be most interesting to learn which, which one you, you hate the most. Okay. All right, so TJ, why don't you kick us off you with uh, what you what you have in the uh, most willing to do? Without a doubt, I think I'd do it and love it, and I'd probably line up to do it again. Let me milk them cows. <laughs> Without a doubt, being around big old animals, please. I think I'm going to get through 20 cows and still just be fascinated by the by the by the machinery of it all. Um, so I am I'm very good with very very good with that being number one. I will say that when I was making the list, that was the one that I, um, I'm least confident with the number that I assigned to it. Like, I don't know if 40 cows is like, if that's like an afternoon's work or like, I, or somebody would laugh and be like, you can't milk. 40 well, cows right. I think what you need to, to quantify is not the amount of cows, but how much the milk. To completion. You're milking these cows. Till they're dry. Till they're bone yeah. dry and, and not happy about it. Yeah, you milk them dry. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, Pat, what did you have as your top one? Well, I mean, it, it, not to throw a real monkey wrench in, but it feels appropriate to jump to my least want to do. I'll have other good least want to do's, but I had cow milking as my number 10. I mean, fuck, fuck that. Who, that what, who's this farmer? Milk your own cows. I, this is gross. I don't want to, I don't want to learn this thing. It looks like a thing that has such finesse to it. I, I like big animals. It seems cool to like jump on them or shove them or whatever, but like to finesse a part of their body. I, I think it might be them. more grip and rip than you, than you think on this. Oh, you wish buddy. You wish. <laughs> I, I feel like now that you've, you've started on this path, we, we are now We're required gonna... to go opposite. <laughs> so you're going to go from 10 up to one, that makes <laughs> sense. one down to 10. Because I love that you started out. I have to say, I'm, I'm with, I'm with, uh, I'm with Mike on this one. I don't want to milk those cows. You guys are crazy. Like, I, think, I don't want to get in there and milk them. Now, I will say, this I, is the I, only I, one where you're not quite sure at all what's involved. The other ones, you know exactly what goes into it. This I'm one has like some variables, has some some mooing, some like there's 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 a thing with free will that's also involved in this in this thing. Like I like I like the mystery of it all. I'm not sure I'd have a 10th, but it, it, it wasn't number one. It wasn't in the running for that for me. But anyway, TJ, what is your number two? The one you're second most willing to do? Um, The one I'm second most. Oh, let me, I'll push that car, the block. I, I kind of like that. That's a very satisfying of a lot of these other physical things. Like you don't actually see the result at the end, but the, the pushing of the car, like it used to be there and now it's way over there. So I like, yeah. I like being able to see that result. So that's my second favorite. And then the guy runs out and he's like, what are you doing? Bring my car back. <laughs> I've been put to this test for a week. I have to do it. Uh, what, what do you got as your, your second least favorite? Uh, sorry, by the way, my dog is, I mean, hey, if, if someone's breaking in, if someone's breaking in, Pat, you you don't have to keep doing this. Somebody's got to milk that dog. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Um, can can we just touch on real quickly that I feel like you you said as a throwaway rush, 
I've milked a cow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when did that occasion come up? I more than once. I mean, my grandmother grew up on a farm, and uh, we we went down there, and I had to milk the cow, and I was never into it. I mean, I was that was kicking and screaming uh, to go out there and, and milk the cow. But I, I've probably done it not not since I was probably twelve, but I, I've probably milked the cow through three or five times. <laughs> Got it. Um, I'm gonna go next with. Um, Really, either of the boxing match ones, but I'll go boxing match lose. Um, I I boxed for a summer in college, and it's unbelievable how within oh. a minute you're in hell. Oh. Even not punching or getting punched, just holding your arms up and yeah. moving your legs. It's like intensely. In- I it it made me stop saying, "Oh, this boxing match is boring on TV," because they should be. They're you're immediately exhausted. And yeah. I was in good shape back then. So my brother Todd uh, and I put on put on gloves one time and just started going at each other in his in his bedroom. Sixty seconds, we were just gassed, man. We're done, yeah. and we were young and in shape. It was it was yeah. It is a yeah. serious I, I serious hardship. It. I tried to jump rope for a minute a few weeks ago, and that was <laughs> very difficult. So <laughs> doesn't surprise me. All right, TJ, number three most most willing to do you know i'm gonna walk that hundred miles my friend yeah i thought that would be number one yeah i'm glad i got it up i got i'm glad i put it so high that at least well it's gonna take me i mean that's gonna take me the week the pushing the length of a car is gonna take me 15 minutes and then we're gonna be done with that and have the rest of the week free yeah you think you'd be able to do it in 15 yeah maybe i don't know 15 and a half an hour hour at the most you know yeah. yeah, it's definitely been a lot, lot, lot less time than walking that hundred miles. Yeah, and right now we're in the tundra. It would be miserable. Obviously, now you'd have to do it on a trip. Now that I know I have to milk them cows dry, I think that's going to take me a little longer than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not just like one tug. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how long dry is. I don't know if you can even get it, if you can get that to happen. All right. So, so Pat, are you are you the other boxing for your next, or is there one in between those? I, I would, I, the more you guys talk about the hundred miles and that it was kind of catered to TJ, I'm like, oh yeah, that it, walking sounds like it should be easy, but that is probably hell to go a hundred. I, I walk my dog maybe two miles a day uh, spread over a couple walks and I'm very proud of that. And so to add 98, I bet it's <laughs> no fun. Just add, just add 60 more dogs. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna knock out the the walk. All right, hundred mile walk is number eight for you. Uh, I love that it's almost uh, mirror images <laughs> yeah. so far. Uh, TJ, uh, number four for you. Number four for me, hundred fifty on the bike. One fifty on the. It's the only bike. mechanical one here too, so I'm gonna rely on the machinery of it. It might, maybe it'd be easier. I think. I think it actually would be easier than the hundred miles walking, but I'm just, I just haven't been on a bike a lot, but like, it feels like the addition of that machinery and only an addition of the 50 miles for, for that. I feel like I'm definitely going at least twice as fast on the bike than I would be walking. So, so I think that might actually be easier, but the walking is what I enjoy more. I mean, the walking is like 30 hours. The biking is like 10, yeah. I would think. It's definitely, I mean, the biking is obviously harder, but I think uh, it's going to be a lot less a lot less time. All right, Pat, you got number seven. Um, I'm, I'm punting that 
boxing thing down the line. I, I, I actually think that seeing the other guys go down would give me little adrenaline rushes, you know, so maybe, maybe you break one. I don't know. <laughs> but like breaking a guy, that's going to give you a little, that's going to, that's going to rank higher. So I'm going to get rid of, um, I'll get rid of the crunches. Mm-hmm. Okay. 2000 crunches. Not super fun. No, and I, I don't know how long the 2,000 crunches would take, but I do think, for me, well, we'll see where TJ's got it. No, no comment, but uh, number five, TJ. Number five, most likely to do them, uh, 1,000 push-ups. 1, okay, so you both would rather do 1,000 push-ups than 2,000 steps or crunches. It's I think I would rather that. do the 2,000 crunches because I feel like there comes a time where you've you've done the push-ups and you just, your arms just start to go and that you can't kind of go back and do like 10 more push-ups. You have to wait a few hours. Whereas like crunches, if you just take a short break, then like, you know, you can kind of get back and do it. It's going to be boring. There's just, know? there's just no part of my body. I enjoy working out less than my stomach, you know, like yeah. lifting weights or squatting or whatever. Like you, you, you know, you feel it. You can see the muscle kind of like curling and, you know, and like, getting the stomach it's just like oh what a pain in the ass and like when your stomach when your stomach sore you're like or your stomach kind of like gives out and can't do anymore it feels like you're gonna fold over in half like while you're walking you yeah. know like so yeah that's why my that's why the push-ups are higher for me that's been rush i'd love to you know have someone checking the form on you returning to your crunches after that quick break <laughs> yeah all right hey as always i will always someone will just pay me enough that's i will do any of these physical challenges i'll even milk that cow that's my my sixth least that i want to do is check rush's form for 2000 crunches that's that's <laughs> yeah. what i definitely don't want to do Oh, what a miserable all right so uh pov number uh, this will be your your number six so you're you're or number five, you know, that you most don't want to do, working your way up? I'd say right around the middle, definitely doesn't sound fun, is 30 miles of running. I don't really jog anymore. I've got bunions. I'm not I'm not a young man. I don't mm-hmm. want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Might be, might be the bottom of my list, to be honest, yeah. the 30 miles of running. No, thank you. Um, TJ, you're number six. Next is 2,000 crunches. That'll be number six for me. Seems about right. It seems to me 1,000 push-ups and 2,000 crunches, not that far apart. Uh, and the number five for POB? I'll go 1,000 push-ups. No fun, yeah. but uh, feels a little cooler than crunches. I agree with TJ on that. Right. I, I do think... I do think... I, I Maybe I agree with you in that regard, right? I'd rather, I'd rather do them because... For the re- this is what TJ said, right? Like I would rather when I finish the thousand push-ups, I might feel like a little bit like that was I- I'm going to be stronger. Whereas the crunches, you just feel like you're just Ugh. throwing you're throwing like you know sand into, onto the beach. Right? It's just like <laughs> it's never it's never going to show, never going to help. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. TJ number seven. Number seven. Climb uh, climb two hundred floors. Oof. Yeah. How long you think that's going to take? Uh, well, I, in New York, I stayed on the, like the 17th floor and I walked that two or three times in one day. So, uh, I think I could, I probably could do this in a day, but I would, I would space it out over two probably. Oh yeah. I mean, I think you could do it in an hour. Yeah. I, I would like, but my legs, when you, when you walk that, like by the end of 
that day when if I was going up by the last the last two floors, my legs are are pretty jelly at that point. So I think I would space them out. But yeah, I probably I probably do it over the course of two days. But it feels like pressed. You could get it done. Yeah. I am going to ask you at the end which one do you think would leave you the most sore okay. at the end of it, and I, that that one would be in the running for me. Yeah. Uh, POB number four. Um, I wouldn't really want to kiss a goat. Was that? <laughs> that <way I> mean? <laughs> but, but you still got to be for for a week, right? Right. <laughs> but more to, more to your point, um, probably it was kiss a hundred goats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, kiss a hundred goats. Dry, and, dry, kiss dry, them dry, and make. And make them think you mean it. That doesn't sound fun to me. Um, steal their hearts. Yeah, kids yeah. hunter goats steal their hearts. And by the way, goats are, they're not gullible. I mean, <laughs> no. They're, they're like, you're going to have to work to convince that goat that uh, you meant it. The last remaining four for me don't seem as horrible. And uh, this that's a little, um, we just crossed a line for me where the others have all seemed horrible. Uh, but uh, the long bike ride seems really hard, so I'm gonna put that here. I love that we uh, boxing is just continually moving up. I, I enjoy that. It, it's really kind of been a change. I forgot that you get to see victory. Like a lot of these, yeah, you just get off the bike at the end, and you're like, oh my god, my legs are killing me. But that one, you're like, wow, I kind of also outsmarted something. Same with the goats. <laughs> right, that's right. Uh, TJ number eight, eight, uh, eight narrow victories. Uh, eight is, uh, the five narrow boxing victories. Okay. Five narrow boxing victories. So yeah. Yeah. So I was interested whether uh, you, you prefer the one, the one just brutal loss or the five <laughs> type victories, but you know, we're all competitive. We're all competitive yeah. people. Uh, POB number three, uh, climb the stairs. Okay. No fun, but beats. You know, crunches and goats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess, if you're going up, up two hundred flights of stairs, I, I, I do think your legs are going to be like a, a train wreck the next day. But uh, it's just not going to take very long um, to do that. It's much quicker than doing a thousand pushups or two thousand crunches. So I'm with you guys there. Uh, TJ number nine. Uh, Thirty miles running. Oof, yeah. Don't want to run. All right. Uh, second most uh, desirable for POB. And, which, of course, reveals our next Miss America. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to push a car a block. And yes, you know what that means. I went, I went a 10 all the way crawled up to a 1. <laughs> there we go. It just, I love it. He was thinking about it for 9. It ends up 1, winning, winning 5 boxing matches. Uh, sign him up and TJ, your, so your least favorite was losing a boxing. Match. Yeah. I hate running, but just a little bit less than I hate being, being punched <laughs> to the point of submission. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, at the end of the day, would, is that the one you think that would make you the most sore? P- the next Potentially. Um, th- I guess depending on how sound the beating was, otherwise I would pick the five boxing matches that I narrowly narrowly won right. so i mean if this is the type of thing where i get my block knocked off then yeah but if it's the type of thing where like you know i whatever i take a knee or something then i would go with the five narrow victories because those seem like they would take a while and you know and you're absorbing five matches worth of punches and you know and 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 punishment so i would go with that one seems right uh pob which, which one would you guess worse for soreness the next day 
I mean, the type of soreness of the crunches seems specific and like hell when it's a thing that you don't work out, you don't work out, and then you go full bore. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. always a weird hell. The the soreness of um, concussions and PTSD of the boxing (laughs) uh, is a different level that is legit. But yeah, I I think crunches would make it like you can't sit up and stand stand up and sit down well. Yeah. Do you know what your bookends? You you boxed in college. Didn't know that. Just a little. And uh, yeah, I got my eardrum popped from like a shot to the ear and kind of quit and was like, oh, I don't, this isn't really fun. (laughs) It was fun when it was kind of like hitting a a bag and, you know, learning, having a string tied between your ankles and some of the technique. And then they're like, now fight this other guy who's just like a raging mad short dude and And, and we're not going to tie his legs together (laughs) (laughs) right right. rush do you know what your bookends are uh the your top and bottom would be uh yeah from for me i actually thought that the winning the five boxing matches would be bottom because i think it would just be the level of exhaustion that i would go through for for one boxing match would be really tough and to fight five times i think like uh, no, no thanks. But then it was mostly, uh, I actually thought hundred mile walk would be pretty close to the bottom for me. Cause okay. that is, it's just eating up way too much of the week. And the one, the one that I had at the top, um, which maybe I was wrong to, but I, I, I would have done the, I thought 200 floors just, you know, just knock it out. And then the next day I'll, I'll, I'll trouble walking around, but I'll be, I'll be done yeah. day one of the week. I thought that pushing the car, uh, would, would be would be probably worse than the hunt than the push-ups. I just thought I would. So maybe I, I kind of don't get it, but I I felt like that would be just like like when you watch those world strongest man competitions and you and you see <laughs> the guy has like gotten that huge ball like to five feet away. And he carried it like ninety five feet already, but that last five feet he has to like drop it and then pick it up to move it like an eighth of an inch and then do it, you know again and again and he's just done. He's totally done. I feel like that's that would be me for the last like half of that car push well if strongman wise we had to move this car with a with like our teeth and a chain then yeah i'd I'd move it i'd move it further down but um all right guys here's here's our first one based on polar for me here's the situation we receive a text that says hey man i'm a polar bear been texting people at random want want to chat what I'd like for us to come up with is if there was any way over any amount of time, any amount of texts or photographs or conversations, any way ever in hell short of meeting up with this bear in person that we could get to a point where we think we're actually communicating with a bear. So it's basically like a touring test, but for a, for a polar bear. And and we can say like, I just want us to get to the closest like the closest version or whatever we could do that would have us most likely thinking or presenting a shadow of a doubt of like, holy shit, I think we're communicating by phone with a damn bear. It feels at first, first thought is you've got to um, sense uh, or test its temper. Okay. And, uh, and, (laughs) and what are you looking for? You're looking for, you're looking for, a snap temper to be more likely that we're talking with, with a bear. Yeah. Yes. Or, okay. Yeah. And cruelty that a human impersonating a bear wouldn't have like those pure animal things that are not ugly to them. They're just natural. And if you're just like, 
Oh man, so funny! You texted me right now. I've got a bunch of fish in my house, but I love them. I, I'm gonna let them walk all over me. I don't know. And and uh, would like would would proper grammar and like oh, it's a uh, you know, it's it's an elephant seal, and he's like forty feet away, or would it be like blubber ball? Me want eat blubber blubber ball, you know, or me want to eat like long gray? Which would make like. Which would make us more likely to think we're talking with a bear, like pro- proper vernacular or or not proper vernacular? <laughs> was his well, first text proper? It was mind? it was pretty straight. Yeah, it was it was like proper comma and period and stuff like. Yeah, Big, the biggest problem for me is going to be like a, a, a major shift. If I, if, if I don't get consistency there, okay. then I'm going to feel like, oh, yeah, the human is now decided. That the, the force of the bear would fat finger the phone like all the time. I'm gonna be like, I'm instead of a picture of the bear. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna be like, send me a text me a picture of the phone that you're typing this on. <laughs> because like it, if if it's a bear and he's able to send a text, like that thing's gonna have to be. An, an but there's no it's like a speaking spell. There's no way he'd be able to take a picture of the phone unless you're trying to trip him up. Like he'd need to use the phone to take a picture of the phone. He doesn't have any friends with a phone there that he can. He's a polar bear. He's in the middle of the. He's in the middle of the Arctic, man. Like, unless you said like have another bear take a picture, but then he'd be like, "Dude, what do you think? All bears can talk in text. I'm like, I'm special, man. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm the only, I'm the only one. Like, what if we said like, send us a video, make a video of where you are, and put yourself into it, and talk to us, and say these words at the end of the video." Like, are we getting closer there? Or are we just like, oh, this guy has a way to make, this human has a way to make stuff look like bears are talking. Yeah, it's going to take a lot. to uh, if just, just the bear talking in a video, I would feel like he's got a bear talking video app. But, but most of the time you've seen, like, as good as things are, like, you can kind of tell they're doctoring this animal mouth right now. Like, there's CGI going on. What if he's like, like, way up close and we cannot we we can't see i mean is that as close as we can get or is there closer we can get to believing that we're actually communicating with the bear i mean that that lawyer really looked like a cat tj lawyer cat meme situation um yeah i i don't know i think there's gonna have to be something beyond just a video because i'll feel like the video has been somehow somehow doctored if I want to actually believe that this is a real anthropomorphic polar bear. Would an explanation of how he has either recently or always been capable of language uh, like would that would that help? Like would does that need to be explained as to how he knows and why it's English if he lives in the Arctic? If we're going prankster versus actual bear, mm-hmm. I feel like he or she could have lies for a lot of those types of things that I, I feel like I personally would try to trap the other uh, thing in um, a slightly false statement. So you get talking about your favorite TV shows and he's like, Oh, I was near a TV once. I'm a bear. I don't know many, but, and then you're like, you know, well, I like family ties cause the uh, doctor is, you know, the Dr. Huxbull character. Okay. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, 
What are you talking about? Huxtable <laughs> yeah. was in the Cosby show and you've, you've thwarted him. You've thwarted you, you idiot. And then you say, that, well, that wouldn't be what a bear would know. But then you're like, well, this bear has a phone. I don't know. That might not even work. So maybe there's a time. Also, if you're like, well, you know, if, if you're going to be a prankster and you're going to pretend to be a bear, then there's certain questions you're going to have to get ready for. Right. Like, how are you talking to me? How are you? So maybe it would like if we ask questions that they couldn't be prepared for. And also with like a certain timing back, like, all right, you have to answer me in 15 seconds so that you can't think about this. What, how do you how do you how did you get the last fish that you've eaten? You know, or, or, you know, or something, or where does this, where does the sun come up when you get up in the morning? Where's the sun, you know, or, or something like that, you know, that we could check against. Yeah, like another, another problem that would be kind of idiosyncratic to the three of us here is we all have friends who are capable of a commitment to this bit to just a really ludicrous degree, because I think maybe for the normal person, you would say, well, longevity is going to be the key. Mm -hmm. if, if this thing keeps texting me and bothering me for like 90 days straight, you know, and sending me new polar bear videos and everything, I'll finally just break down and be like, I guess I'm talking to a bear. Right. I only got my number. What about that? You like, know? Hey, do you have any cubs? I want a picture every day for the next five years of your, of your cub. Yeah, I mean, something like that, but like, you know, I, I could see, you know, like short all being like, all right, well, I gotta figure out a I gotta way find, to get that done. I gotta find 1,500 pictures of sl tiny little bigger bears than, than the day before. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think in the end, you have to maybe risk breaking its heart. And we're getting back to the goats a little area here, but that um, we, we are, there's only one guy who's been, <laughs> we're, we're all back. And that, uh, that you have to threaten, um, stopping talking unless you get, and I guess we haven't still gotten it, but like a decisive photo with a newspaper, a polar bear holding up today's newspaper and so on. But, um, what if he was but, like, how the hell am I supposed to get hold of a newspaper? Like, what can I get you that would tell you today is today? Like a, you know, like a star chart. Uh, I'll take a picture of the sky above me and this star will be where it's supposed to be. You know, like. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. That one feels hard, but I, I just am saying <laughs> you have to be really fun for like two weeks straight and charming <laughs> and vulnerable and and then be like. You know what? I don't even know if this is a bear and put the burden of proof on him or her and yeah. be like, I'm busy. I don't know if you want to go to bed every night chatting, maybe find your own way to convince me you're a bear. Right. Cause I don't really want to, um, I'll talk to actual short all, but short all is a bear <laughs> for many hours and evening. Um, and you, you pull your affection. I, and I hate to say that as a recommendation cause it's cruel if it's a real bear. But um, if it is, maybe they'll find a way. It's on them a little bit then. Yeah. But I mean, if you don't do it, there's like a, you know, there's like an 8% chance the bear is real and an 8% chance you end up married to the bear if it is, you know, so you, you can't. You, you open up some things you can't close. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You can't give yourself entirely to this text conversation. I'm, I'm already trying to figure out less, less about like, do I figure out it's a bear and how, how do I get this bear to quit texting me if it is a bear? Like, how can, I mean, I don't, you know, why do you want I, him to I, stop? I, You're in love. Just relax <laughs> into it. Yeah. 
Well, this this one actually we we almost never have these. So like this one we can actually leave open to listeners if they want to like write us. Maybe there's something that we're missing that is like an obvious answer to this. Um, although if there's not, then we should start like telling people we're bears because it sounds like there's no way to disprove it or prove it. So like you might be able to, yeah, to like pull this off. Situation. Yeah. But Very if you want to write us at here's the situation podcast at Gmail, if you have like a sense of like a foolproof way to prove that a texting bear is actually a texting bear, we'll, we'll read those and maybe offer some, some clarity later at a later time if there is. All right. Uh, good. Uh, so now uh, we're going to go off of text. Uh, so here's the situation. You guys are on a talk show called Generation Gap Filler, mm. where uh, there's a, some outreach made to try to connect the generations, deal with the fact that uh, there's sometimes uh, misunderstandings between them. And the, a topic comes up where it says, you know, um, uh, I learned texting from my younger cousins. And at first I thought, this is stupid. These, these like 13 year olds are texting. I'm 30, you know, I, I'm never going to do this. I'm going to use a phone call like a regular human being. And then sure enough, uh, as weeks went into months, I started to say, Oh, the texting makes a lot of sense. And that's actually much more efficient. And I don't have to get on the phone. I don't love being on the phone. And so I learned texting from my, uh, from my younger relatives or from the younger generation. And uh, I was uh, initially not receptive to it, but ultimately adopted it. And I'm glad I did. And they ask you, uh, hey, could you give me a couple examples from your life where um, you, you pick something up that you were initially uh, very opposed to from from the younger generation thinking, ah, I, I just don't care for that, that eventually worked its way into being uh, an important part of your life, or if not that, at least something that you you fully adopted any come to mind uh, tech technology or anything it can be anything it can be absolutely anything i was i was i think i told you rush i might have mentioned this on here i was a late adopter usually to technology so um for someone who grew up on like a sony walkman and a disc man and who thought it was just cool as hell that you had like a radio or a tape that you could walk around with the first people that suggested iPods to me were like, what's the point? Like, why would I need a thousand songs? That's more songs than I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, why would I ever? And now, like, every, you know, my phone or anytime I go for a walk, I probably have 3000 songs uh, at immediate grab to me, which seemed just ludicrous when I first when I first heard that I first heard that idea. I thought it was just, you know no reason i would ever need that many walk around with a tiny jukebox why is your knee-jerk reaction to like something that like the kids are doing is it usually to be uh kind of negative about it or pretty open-minded uh, well of a certain age if they're like 15 16 of like you know i'll be like what the fuck's this tiktok uh, you know why yeah. do i need tiktok now you know so i, I am I am getting to be old man in that way. And I'm sure there'll be the next thing that, you know, is after TikTok or, or whatever. Although, oddly enough, Michael Patrick O'Brien suggested this thing called Marco Polo to me, who is the only person I've ever Marco Poloed with. And not even sure if it's still a thing, if, if anyone ever got in on the Marco Polo train or if it's still a train that people will get on at, at some at some future point. Y'all, you just you make little videos that you you send to each other and and Pat's the only one I've ever I've ever made one of these videos to. Marco Polo, yeah, I don't know about that. 
Yeah, I can't tell as a, as a person of my age what um, whether that's popular or not, but it, it does have a little. <laughs> I go through waves of, of poloing. Um, doesn't have to be all about that, but there's times where it's it's definitely better than a text at times for certain topics. Right. Definitely better than a voicemail because it's got an image. But it's basically a voicemail. Like that you day, though, I was walking time. past that Buddhist thing that we had gone to. It was fun to like be able to talk to you in front of the actual building where we were together. That had like an added value yeah. to it for me. Of you know, like oh, Pat would like this. Like here's here's you know the Brother Love Temple or whatever that place was. Right, <laughs> right. My big question with it when I found out about it was why not just FaceTime? And I guess the thought is if you're like on that walk and your friend is. Um, you know, working or something. Right. And, um, right. You're like, I, I can leave a little video. Um, I w I'm going to go with, um, uh, space travel. <laughs> I initially, I for years thought that that was the biggest waste of my hard earned money was that a little bit of my money has to go to, uh, space travel for the U S government to fly a little shit up into space, right. assuming that all of the world, if it's my home that I'm in, we're a little, our whole universe is a little speck and we're sending a tiny speck, you know, a one hundredth of an inch up and the world is as big as the whole home. Then why spend billions of dollars? Why spend a penny of my blockbuster money on that <laughs> stupid project? Uh, my dad, who's a scientist, well, uh, engineer, but loves science is like, look, cause we're going to find a disease cure. And I'm like, we only have two options, like Mars or, you know, the sun or our moon. I don't, they don't seem like they have many herbs. <laughs> I don't, I, it seems like a waste of money. Like, let's just not do it. And I'm still pretty much there. So this wouldn't be a great argument to uh, make. But, um, <laughs> and it was the older generation. <laughs> and it's a very old man thing to be like, I love NASA. So this is a mess of an answer. But I, I so I guess I'll go Brackley. <laughs> the kids yeah. the kids right, in there i think yeah. i think in a, in a general sense to rush like green causes i've always been fairly conscious of the environment but um but like um single single use plastics now and the last the beth beth and i bought a a hybrid and, and stuff like that. So I'm definitely much, and I think that came from a generation younger, younger than I, in in general, you know, like, um, yeah. so I've, I've definitely become more conscious of like the amount of plastics in the world and, and, and in general, like green, green causes. Yeah. And, and I, I do think, you know, POB, I mean, it is fair to like the Tesla, you know, cult is, uh, they're into space travel. So mm -hmm. you've got, there, it does seem to be, it does seem like our generation is kind of at the lower end of the bell curve, right? And the older and the younger people are more into the space travel. Um, I, I, that's an interesting one. I never thought about that on the climate change stuff, but I, I, I bet, I bet that I was influenced by the younger generation on that. Um, I, I, I certainly have changed kind of my view over, over time with respect to like recycling and, uh, and everything else, but uh, another one for me that's a lot, a lot stupider is emojis. <laughs> oh, like sure. I, I would never have used an emoji on my phone until probably I don't know five or ten years ago. I mean, I'm, I'm one of these people, right? That's going to get in on everything too late. 
right? So by the time I do anything, it, the kids will be like, oh, yeah, we've, we've stopped doing that. But, um, it, you know, just it, it is kind of easier just to like throw up a few of these like emojis and just, uh, you know, roll through it. Right, right. I've got I've got a better answer. Uh, and feel free to edit out my space one. I know that wasn't even. Oh, no, it stays, say. baby. We're not, we're, not we're prying nothing out of here. Um, <laughs> texting ha 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 or LOL. Oh, right, right. I couldn't have been more judgy of that in 2009, 10. And then there was a point, I think, uh, there was a point where I shifted and found it important and found people who never do it to be a little snobby or something, which is also not yeah. correct. But um, we, the in the last year, uh, our, our friend, Tim Robinson and I have talked about how like sometimes when you don't have any human interaction, you don't have any live shows, you don't do any performing or, or going to dinners for a long time. It's weird how in a um, little text group or text exchange, a couple friends typing ha 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 kind of makes your day. Like it changes yeah. your emotions genuinely. You're like, I got, I got laughs. I made my buddies laugh and they made me laugh today. That's, a great call that I also have just recently come around to. I've never typed LOL, but I've started to type the ha 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 because it made me feel great one time. I got it back and it was, you know, it might have been you, Pat, or someone whose like sense of humor I respect that much. And to get that back was like, yeah, that they, you know, like, because because there's I've always thought there was like a silent appreciation of it that like they got the joke and they responded with their, you know, their joke in return. But to hear that, like, ha ha ha, it, it might have even been like Dorf where it's like, that's a gold, you know, that's like solid gold coin. Ha ha ha. Right there. You know, like, that's, yeah. Well, let me ask you guys, and you don't have to, you don't have to answer this, but even, even though nobody's listening to this, but, but <laughs> in, in the event that you don't want to answer, you don't have to, because it could give away too much, but do you have like a hierarchy? Like I know some people that will type like LOL if they actually laughed and will give the ha 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 to be nice. Or I know some people that are kind of the opposite. The ha 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 is when you really got them. Um, do you have like a hierarchy in your mind that you're going to use for that? Or is it just like, no, I'll just type one of them or whatever. And who knows? Because sometimes you're typing that when you're not really laughing. You didn't really think it's funny, but you're trying to be nice. I, right? only, you're not, I only type it if I actually laugh and you're getting the ha ha ha. If I didn't laugh, you're not getting, you're not getting any, you're not getting anything. Really? Yeah. So yours is a legitimate yeah. LOL oh, yeah. that you've morphed into ha ha ha. Yes. Mine is maybe not out loud, but it's never polite. I don't, with coworkers who do a little joke, I'll just do the old school joke back. Yep. It's fun. Uh, but I may not have made an actual out loud sound, but if my brain exploded a little bit at the thing the person texted, I think that's a, uh, I'll still do a ha 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 for that, but not just, ah, I see what you did there. Yeah, it doesn't give. So, there, there's so, some line. I like that. So I will tell you. I would think my my rules are. And I think I'm pretty close to this. Is actually rules. I shouldn't admit this because again, you know, <laughs> people will know. But if I type LOL, it means I actually laughed out loud. And if I type ha ha ha, it means I thought it was funny, but I didn't laugh out loud. Okay. And then and then. Sometimes I might give like 
a thumbs up or it, it, I will sometimes do, I will give a polite you acknowledgement. Know, I, I don't want somebody to drop a joke and, and me to just not respond in right. any way, shape or form. <laughs> um, so, but, but if you get a ha 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 or LOL for me, it means I did think it was funny, but I might do other things that would suggest that I think it was funny that are different than that, but don't necessarily <laughs> reflect the truth. All right. And, and, oh, sorry. and to your point, 10 years ago, it was fully fine and, and maybe still is to just, not say anything or joke or continue the joke. And now it's like, you sh- if you laugh, man, yeah. show you laugh. <laughs> <show your> <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to hit you with another, I'm making a minute. I'm, you know what I had, I had written another one that I wasn't going to do and this other one, but it's this other one's more conversational. So I'm going to go back to the other, to this other one. So right. I'm not going to give you one on sore. It was all about holding grudges and stuff like that. This other one's going to be another one on polar. So here's the situation. Um, based on Polar Rush, our favorite club soda, and I think we would say we've tried a lot, and our second favorite oh, yeah. club soda is a pretty a pretty decent distance below Polar, which is our favorite. If that, I, I think I could speak for us both for that. So what they I'm going to not sponsoring. They are not. This is this has been a, we've been begging, um, but what I'm going to uh, give you guys is some categories. And what I'd like you to talk about is the distance between your favorite and your second favorite. So is it is it like, oh, you know, it's kind of marginal, like my first and second. But for me, it's like polar. And then there's probably seven others that are all like right around each other at second. But it's a big it's a steep drop from from one to two. So, um, for example, Rush, you've talked specifically about these sodas before Diet Dr. Pepper and Coca-Cola. So the first one will be like actual soda sodas. Do you have a like, oh, here's number one with a bullet and number two is not even close. Or are you like, eh, depending on the time of day or or whatever, these could be like one, one, one A. So what are your favorite sodas if you want to name them, both of you, and how far of a gap between one and two? I can start because that was very easy for me. My favorite soda is Diet Dr. Pepper. There is a cavern between Diet Dr. Pepper at number one and Diet Coke at number two. And then I don't drink any other sodas at all. Oh, and so, is it Diet Coke at two rush or Coca-Cola? Diet Coke. At oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I haven't had a non-diet soda voluntarily. I mean, maybe I've had, it's like a mixer and a drink or something, but I haven't had a non-diet soda in probably 15 years. Okay. Pat? Uh, Cherry Coke Zero is uh, a number one and Coke Zero is fine as a very close number two. Okay. Then a huge, huge drop basically no other ones are okay and weirdly diet coke tastes bad to me which is confusing to me because it must be 90 percent of the same stuff (laughs) that they're making in the same place Uh, is even be mental is cherry coke zero vanilla or cherry coke zero better i have i i think i prefer it without vanilla but that might be from a lack of all, all the above are pretty tough to find. If you get a Cherry Coke Zero at a grocery store, I would clear them out. Um, okay. Because Coke Zero is is more much more normal and obviously Diet Coke. I, more, I did. Yeah. I'm going to slightly amend my answer. Because I did have a Cherry Coke Zero because they didn't have the other stuff that I, that I drank uh, probably six months ago. I've been drinking very, very few sodas for the last year, frankly, after I, I used to drink probably eight. Uh, diet Dr. Peppers or Diet Coke's day. And I've probably had, I now do about one a month, but I had a Cherry Coke Zero and I, I did kind of like it. So I may, I may move that into the 
to the rotation. All right. We'll stay in the, the kind of lighter category still for another one. How about your favorite movie? Um, close to close to your second favorite movie or, or nowhere's near? So if my if my top movie, if I gave it a hundred out of a hundred, right? Say that's that's the best for me, there would be another like twenty-five movies that are like a ninety-six or higher. Okay. So it it's it is not like a it is not at all a a runaway victor for my favorite movie. So it's Shawshank and then Leprechaun Two is right there. Uh, well, right, Leprechaun, of course, being a classic two right. and three yes, trilogy of course. in the Howell film. So uh, <laughs> I would go if, if you're doing my top hundred movies of all time: Shawshank, Lep Two, Lep One. Uh, then I'm doing uh, Child's Play. Child's Play 1, right. Child's Play 3, uh, Usual Suspects, Emotions Le- 11, Lep 3. Casablanca, Lep 3. Uh, I don't know after that for sure. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. What about you, Patty? Uh, I, I'd say it, it falls into one of those changes every week. It, it really uh, t- always 100-way ties at first. They're, they're so different emotionally. I've I tried to make that list once and this not to uh, uh, mess with what you might have coming up, but like I've done this with albums and stuff too. And there it's, it feels impossible to compare sometimes like why I love Kung Fu movies is actually almost makes them a different thing. Yeah. That they share the same word movie with uh, a classic drama or right. something. And you love both, but they're almost like playing different sports or something. Right. It's like it's like yeah. food. Like it's it's yeah. it's hard to believe a hot dog is is the same thing as like oh you know an onion or or whatever that like right. it's all in the same category, right? Um, how about um, your favorite cities, city or cities? Is there a big Ooh. difference between one and two? Ooh, so so for me, one two. Uh, maybe like one through 10 would be fairly close. And then oddly there would be like, there'd be just this huge drop off somewhere around. Like if it's U S cities, there would be a huge drop off after four. But if there was, if it's worldwide cities, I bet I'd end up with like 10 or 12 and then just like, you know, so there's like a, there's an S tier, you know, very top tier. And then there would be a, a significant break and then you'd have like an A tier and a significant break and then a B so it would be more like groupings of, of cities for me. Yeah. Um, for me, it's going to go uh, probably in this order, Chicago, New York, L.A. And then it's over. Like, no even list. I don't even want to <laughs> set foot in literally Dubai, Nashville, any other city ever. If I'm there... I'm getting paid and I'm mad and I'm worried about having diarrhea. If I'm there, the plane crashed, bitch. <laughs> bitch, if I'm not in LA, something went wrong. Uh, but uh, and and most of it comes down to my my terrible GI issues is that I just get stressed. My maybe worst nightmare is being in a place where I don't speak the language well. I have a diarrhea attack, which is only more likely when you're eating a diet you don't know a lot about, and I can't communicate that I, I want to go somewhere. And 
it's literally happened and or the version where I find an empty bar, I go in. I know this isn't supposed to be all about poop stories, but um, I use it. I come out and like a furious person in another language is screaming at me that I need to give them some money because I shit in their bathroom. Like, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to stick to my top three. Ripping up the tickets I bought for Pat and I to go to India. Okay. Uh, well, you got to go to India and then come back for our sister podcast all about poop. <laughs> Here's the situation. Yeah. Oh. Uh, how about your best best friend best friend uh, uh, one and two I'll go first on this I'd say uh, there's a little gap I have a clear best bud uh, your guys friend as well Shelly mm-hmm. and after 20 years and enough trials and tribulations um, I, I think she's gonna win out but um but then uh, it, it gets pretty tight. So a little gap, which I think is just unusual because gen- generally I do like to have lots of good friends and I, I'm lucky to, but uh, she probably wins the race. Yeah. I would, I would be that way now in life. Beth would be my best friend. And then there's the kind of that like uh, tour de France Peloton of really like good ones. Also, it's just like, I'm in a, time in life where the amount of time I spend, I don't, you know, like when we were all in the same town doing the same stuff, our time together was different as well. And now it's just like, we're in different places doing different things. And so it's hard to get the amount of time together with, with folks that I love that I would want, you know? Right. Yeah. Pandemic makes it difficult as well. Um, I think mine would be, you know, you use the like Peloton analogy. I think like, uh, Mine would be kind of like that with, with people kind of changing for the lead. So there'd be like a little breakaway, you know, and but the breakaway like the never holds completely, <laughs> right? Because then you have other stuff, and you know, but it would be kind of like that. But most, most of the time um, I have, a, you know, a best, somebody that I would kind of view as the best friend uh, for, for that stretch. And, yeah. um, you know, usually like a long stretch. And right now I'd say, yeah, I have like one friend who, I'd probably say if you said, oh, who is your best friend? I could give you a name. But uh, but I think that most of the time, I mean, one of the things I, I am happiest about my life about is that I feel like I have uh, not only a good breadth of friends, but also good depth yeah. with the, with with a, a large percentage of that uh, breadth. So, yeah, definitely a, a wonderful benefit of having been so immersed in like in the in that improv theater scene for so long. You You, you get deep. You know, you can you can get 15 deep and have really great friends and conversations. Um, speaking of which, why don't we do this one? How about the improv group or team that you were on? Um, uh, how close is one first to second of uh, of that? Uh, for me, it's a that's a big drop. I, I was lucky to be on The Reckoning, which uh, both of you coached uh, TJ for a long time. And um we're, we're still a text chain, um, day to day and, and some of my best friends. And, um, I felt like I never got really liking improv from the time I moved to New York in 2010 on or something. So I have this 10 year heyday of improv and it's very tied to two shows a week, um, with this one group from 2000 to 2010 roughly. And, and then, uh, up to present where I've been like, 
I like the idea of improv, but actually going to a show and doing it is really, really rough. <laughs> and uh, that's not across the board, but yeah, and I'm playing with really great people on in ASCATs and all these great shows and and some individually great nights and individually great moments. But there was a, a occasionally transcendent vibe that um, uh, makes for a gap between one and two. Yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. And also, like, it's just it's got to be hard to recreate. Like, like how how long are you at SNL? Uh, six years. Six years. And so, like, you go to SNL, and it's already been around for like forty five years or whatever at, at that point in time. And you're like fitting into an institution, and like that's really interesting, but really challenging. And then like. It, you can never kind of recreate the concept of like your, your first team or your first like creative endeavor that like really came together and you loved and you originated it. Right. You know? And I mean, for me, it was, it was, I wasn't so fortunate. I mean, I, I you, you were on like a couple of teams before the reckoning. Just, just the one. And we would play with you guys all the time. Warren's daughter would open yeah. for super dreamers. And yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And I, yeah, I remember, the comment yeah. section is going to be blowing up at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't even know if we All have a comment. Questions. We might have to create a comment section <laughs> so that there there are comments. <laughs> but it's funny because, like, I, I, I mean, I have a theory in part on on the reckoning that, like, I mean, you know, there's a good argument that the reckoning was like the best improv team in my in my lifetime, and uh, I, I think it's it's almost impossible for such a team to exist that is a uh, later combination, like a later amalgam of, of pe- folks that were on a bunch of other teams. I think in part, like you almost have to kind of all start together more or less or kind of close to together and, and, and rise up. Galvanize like time. that, like all being in similar ages and times together. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's hard to be like, like I remember I, when I came back from law school, like Joe Bill, who I, you know, liked and had been like, really nice to me when I was uh, pre-law school was like, Hey, come be on this team. It's really great. It's called, uh, I don't, I don't remember the name, but uh, Tim Baltz was on it and TJ uh, Miller and Thomas Middleditch and other people like that were on it. And I went and I was just, I watched them do a couple of shows and I was like, I just don't want to, I don't want to like join into this thing that, you know, already exists. And I, I just want to be in it from like the kind of gr- the ground floor. And with 3033, which would be my favorite one, I, I I was, it was kind of like that, even though I wasn't like they, they had all done people of earth, which I think is another argument for like, you know, one of the best, uh, improv teams in, in my time in, in Chicago. And they all got to start like in level one together, you know? And, but because I knew them early on and did some earlier shows, I kind of felt like I was part of that group. And, and there's just something about that. I, I don't know why I'm rambling. The, about it, but the yeah. traveling Wilburys are one of the only super groups that ever kind of worked. Every other time they tried to put together super groups, it's it's never really. And maybe that's it. They weren't like in a van together. They weren't playing tiny gigs. They weren't like struggling and, you know, and grinding and all that to like really solidify them. Like like whatever the Beatles playing, you know, endless hours of shows and, you know, in, in, in little German yeah. bars and stuff like that. Rush, did, is 3033 yours as far as the first? Yeah, yeah. 3033 would be number one. Um. You know, number two for me would be pretty high up there, and that would be Atlantis. I really mm-hmm. I was going to say Atlantis. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed that uh, a lot. 
Um, and then, then there would be a significant gap, but then there would be like several kind of in there. And then I, I did not love being on, I mean, super dreamers was, I have some great friends from that, but, uh, I, I did not love being uh, on that team. And I, I actually liked my first team better, which was very, very flawed team. We weren't good, but, um, it's like Jordan Peele and Becky Drysdale and, and I, and, uh, uh, we, we, we were able to like get Joe Kelly on there for a while and, and, and Brian Shortall. And so it was a, there, there were some great, great people, but, uh, yeah, I'd say it's like one. And then there's, if that's a touchdown, then, then two would be at like the seven yard line. And then I have to go back to the 30 yard line. Before okay. I get to, you know, and then the, the last one is just what, what's the one that you can think of that has like the greatest gap between one and two, whether it's, visual artist, a baked good you like, a superhero or whatever is that that's like, oh, this guy is or this thing is one and number two is a mile, uh, you know, is, is is the 50 yard line if you're going with the, the end zone. The first one that comes to mind for me is my, um, you, you know, weird, but borderline weird obsession with with Federer where like oh, wow. I, I love a lot of athletes. <laughs> and so prior to like Federer, they were like lot of athletes that would be like oh yeah huge fan uh but i am a huge fan of, of roger federer and it there is really nothing close for me in my entire like uh sporting career and of course like all of sports fandom is crazy like why are we fans of anything, right? <laughs> but uh we are and, and i am so that that one i'm sure there's better examples because i did love i do love some other athletes but that comes to mind what about you patty yeah i i feel like sports do feel like yeah not maybe the most emotionally connected thing but that is where you get the us versus them and like yeah michigan basketball michigan football um i mean my love of tom brady reminds me of your love of federer (laughs) it's not always the coolest thing for a guy to bring up to a a bunch (laughs) of other guys but i'm like i've got a thing tomorrow that i'm deeply uh, emotionally invested in and they're like what and I'm like it's a Tampa Bay Bucks game seven of their season uh, I don't want to go into it but there's a something in my worth that is tied to a guy about my age who went to the same school as me and I, get it, I get it's dumb I know I know um, and but I also before moving on wanted to ask you the improv one TJ is you and Dave have a big gap to the next favorite Carl or whatever. Not a huge gap, but the next one would be something like Atlantis or JTS Brown. Um, It's certainly like the notoriety and stuff and, and the, and the opportunity. Um, We just had so many more shows together too. So, you know, like, um, but the opportunities to be transcendental, I find with playing with Dave, I also felt with JTS, I felt with Atlantis, like that thing of being transported, like, um, carried by the show uh, in it, but being just like carried along by it. Um, and so I think those are the two that kind of, kind of come to mind most off, like right off the bat for me, as far as like, what would be, what would be nearest? I always actually thought, and this may not be all that popular, but like Georgia Pacific that I was on forever and Carl and the passions that we should have been better than we were. I, I, I think like, I think we under I think we underperformed uh, a lot, but we but we were around for a long time and had you know established people. So I think we got nice th- things said about us by people who watched. But I, I always felt we should have been we should have been better. I the same way I felt about Armando on most nights. Like 
this this is packed with good people. We should be better, you know. Like we should, and and maybe it's like I had in my head like we should be as good as it was when I was watching this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I want us to be that good because they they seemed that good to me. So that was definitely Atlantis for me when I was early on. Uh, I was always going to those shows and was like, this is another level. And um, uh, always, yeah. There was a long period that I'm remembering right now where I was kind of to myself obsessed with maybe getting asked to do the next round of them. Mm. And I feel like maybe tonight puts a close to that. Like <laughs> That's right. You'll be, all right. I yeah. You if would, you're up you for the next been, one. It, I, okay. You would have been, it, I, I we, there's no way we would have gotten more than like another one or two before you were in there. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. We were, uh, yeah, we, you had nothing but huge fans, uh, on Atlantis. Um, <laughs> Too true. I'm gonna. We, we like this is all nothing, but it, it means a ton. <laughs> no, you, you, this is yeah. this is having ha 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 typed back to you. <laughs> no, that was no for sure. And I remember because we didn't we didn't have kind of invite anybody like younger than me out of my own like insecurities, right? And uh, and uh, Shelly was like the only one. Um, and yeah, for sure, we would we would love to have you on there. But I, I will say this, just to continue to pat myself on my own back here, is that I do think Atlantis. <laughs> Uh, had we done more shows could have been like one of the great could have been one of the great improv groups ever because we only did 36 shows we did because we would do it weird like it was it was no one would ever do a show anymore like the way that we did it which is we would rehearse for three to six months and then and then book a a three-month run and just do one show a week for three months and and retire it and and walk away and go do a new form which i think like i don't regret it i think it was really cool but that that's not the way that things worked in like kind of 2005 and thereafter we would have done some show that would have gone for eight or nine years and you know i think that could have been very different because it was it was a phenomenal group yeah all right mr howell yours ah all right well we're gonna do speaking of uh things that that i really enjoy uh (laughs) We are going to play, here's the situation, we're back for another round of Champion of Champions, Champion of Champions here, Uh, and for those that uh, don't know, which probably includes uh, uh, POB, um, the way that Champion of Champions works, and this is our ninth time doing it, we're getting very close to done with it, Um, the way it works is there are 10 champions picked from a particular area of the world, and these 10 champions go head to head. And over over eight events until we eliminate one with each event. And the thing about champion champions, you don't need to win an event. You just need to not finish last. What TJ likes to say is you don't have to outrun the lion. You just have to outrun your buddy. Right. And so we eliminate one champion each each round. And then uh, eventually we get down to the final two and they go head to head in a in a three event competition. And whoever wins that will make it to the ultimate final, the champion of champion of champions. We've previously done it for great actresses. We've done it for great athletes. We've done it for likable oceanic figures. And now, uh, based on polar bear, we are going to do champion of champions for uh, anthropomorphic animals. Anthropomorphic animals. So here is the list. So you'll need to write down or or otherwise uh, keep Keep the list, and then we'll go through them. So, uh, first we have Bugs Bunny. All right. Next we have uh, Foghorn Leghorn. Oof. 
Next, we have Wiley Coyote. All right. Next, we have Donkey from the Shrek films. Next, we have Scrooge McDuck. Next, we have Winnie the Pooh. Mm -hmm. uh, next, we have uh, Mickey Mouse. Next, we have Porky Pig. And then we round it out with the Tasmanian Devil. And with, uh, I let you guys pick, uh, I tried not to, I tried to double up on animals. Uh, for ducks, do you like your, do you, I've got Scrooge McDuck in there, but but I, I think I can put uh, Daffy Duck in there as well, or Donald Duck. But I don't want to, you know, I don't want to double up on ducks if you think unnecessary. I'm cool with it. You, where do you, uh, you want to put Daffy in there? He seems maybe the most unscrooge McDuck-ish of the ducks. You know, what do you... Well, you tell me. We could do we could do Sylvester the cat. We could do Goofy. We could do Yogi Bear. We could do Bullwinkle. We could do Snoopy. So mm. we, if one of those jumps out to you, let's let's sneak him in there. Yogi Bear feels like an energy we don't have anywhere else in here. Right. So we'll we'll go with okay. Yogi. All right, great. So those are our ten, and now they're going to go head to head in in a basically random series of events and you're going to knock out and and when we do this with a guest uh pat you'll work with tj to uh you guys gotta you gotta reach consensus however you want to do it but you have to reach consensus uh about who you're going to eliminate and uh we are going to start with one that is uh that the pov will have a better take on than tj okay and that is all 10 of them are going to send in a spec script for ap bio who do you think? Who's giving you the absolute worst? Uh, who are you? Who, who's just hitting the cutting room floor uh, first out of all of those animals sending in that spec script for AP Bio? I mean, I'm gonna go Mickey Mouse. I'm, I, I I'm so happy you said that. That is exactly who I had. I'm not a fan. Not a fan of his sense of humor. I think like even Winnie the Pooh. I don't think it's gonna be funny, but it's gonna be heartfelt and sweet. Yeah. But I don't know what's Mickey gonna like. He it could just be him with like behind of a wheel of a ship, you know, like you know, writing himself in and yeah. like yeah. Yes, Steamboat Willie does not hold up. It doesn't uh -uh. have any <laughs> no. story. So you're gonna you're gonna get a script that's got one or two funny images that are hard to produce because they're on a river boat or whatever, and and then not a lot of hard jokes and zero story. And yeah, I, couldn't, I, I think we're in consensus. Couldn't agree more. Ditch him. By the way, I mean, we're in, not that my vote matters, but we, we are in hard consensus here. Mickey Mouse, terrible, generally oh. speaking. Can't can't put this list together and not include the one that, that kind of made this concept sure. almost. Yeah. Knew he would probably go down early. Uh, lo love to see the spec script that the Tasmanian devil was able to oh. survive, survive right. round one. I mean, that thing is going to be an absolute train wreck. Get out of here. That's going to be near the top of the pile. From all 10 submissions, that's going to be near the top of the pile. I feel uh, like his his, his Paula Pell stuff is going to be great. <laughs> we like That might even be a, a comp we need to use more often and be like, remember that Paula's kind of like Taz in this scene. Um but yeah, his other stuff, the story is going to be a mess. <laughs> I just think the actual physical script that he gets to you is oh, going to gotcha. be yeah. shambles. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. going to be wet. It's going to be wet. It's going to, yeah, it's going to slobber on it. <laughs> but hey, uh, so Mickey Mouse is out. Okay, 
Um, so turning to the next one, uh, you gotta, you gotta give all of these folks, each one of these anthropomorphic, uh, characters, um, you tell a secret to, and it's an important secret. You, you want them to keep it. Who's going to be the absolute worst, uh, to keep this secret out of who we have left, which is Bugs Bunny, Yogi Bear, Foghorn, Leghorn, Wiley Coyote, the Tasmanian Devil, Donkey from Shrek, Porky Pig, Scrooge McDuck, and Winnie the Pooh. Hmm. I feel like um, to you, the compliment you gave him a moment ago. I'm a little worried about Winnie, like having to lie to anybody. Yeah. Anyone else jumping you. out at you? I, I I'm trying to remember: is Scrooge McDuck amoral or just like miser? I don't remember if he if he tricked those younger ducks all the time out of their money or he was just right. not generous. I mean, Yogi Bear probably he dark stuff. I mean, he does he he likes to put stuff in a safe and throw away the key. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. He might be able to keep a secret. Wiley um, Coyote, yes, is a, a scoundrel. Also, Porky Pig. It seems like the kind of guy of like as soon as you told him like, hey. Don't drink that. He'd be like, bleh, 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 I think, bleh, bleh, and he'd be drinking it. Yeah. You know, like as soon as you told him not to, that like if you hadn't mentioned it, he wouldn't have done it. But as soon as you tell him, he walks over to do it. You know, like yeah. although his yeah. his personality kind of shifted too, because if he was in with Daffy, he was absolutely the responsible one. He was like Friar Tuck, remember? And Daffy was nuts. But if he's in a Porky Pig joint, then he is more Daffy. Has more of that Daffy personality. Um, fair, fair to say that these good it turns out animal cartoon characters not great at keeping secrets there's yeah. not many on this list that i'm like you know what they're involved don't worry about it yeah <laughs> i i think i hear you though with winnie the pooh i think like it would stay right at the top of his mind he wouldn't even really feel like he was violating a trust like that yeah. that it just seems like being honest would be the policy and i think it would be like so at the front of his mind he would just mention it to the next person he saw i think i think He's, you're right He's got like a morality that serves himself, but it doesn't maybe have a macro view. He's a drug addict, right? Like, I mean, he's he's a honey yeah, drug addict. So, like, whatever. It, but yeah. but he's you know, but he's also he's also like outside of that drug. I feel I find him incredibly moral and open. You know, like in earnest. But he is a drug addict, yeah, for for sure. You know. Yeah. All right. Yep. Winnie. Yeah. When he's out, well, there, were, there were there were a couple that might have been interesting in that regard later, but he is out. <laughs> Adios, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, welcome everybody to the next round, and in the next round, uh, you know, pretty just uh, you're going to play a game of capture the flag, but it's a big game of capture the flag. It's going to go all 24 hours, and you you have you got you got six hours to get out to your site and build a fort that's going to be like as impenetrable as possible uh, in in creating that hoop. Uh, and, and this person is tasked with going and setting up that fort uh, that's going to be your, your home base. Who's going to be the worst at, uh, at putting I mean, together a nice fort that you can that you can depend on? Do we say it together on the count of three? Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three. Tasmanian Scrooge Devil. <laughs> I, I think Scrooge McDuck builds an impenetrable literally builds an impenetrable vault i think just the act the word of actual construction means yeah. that tasmanian devil would be the worst at it because he only deconstructs yeah all right i i think i think he is he is mr demolition i know i don't I, think he'd I, know I mean, how to build mcduck is friggin you know dodging <laughs> bullets here because he has never lifted a finger in 
Right. No, but I think he would hire the best contractors and stuff to be to get out there and do it. But like, yeah, I yeah. I think I think it's impossible for Tasmanian for the Tasmanian Devil to build anything. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, by the way, you've you've learned a key lesson, which is a champion of champions. You can, <laughs> I, I think you can basically never do the three It would have maybe the first maybe, one. I bet we get one. Mickey Mouse. It would have happened. It would have happened for Mickey Mouse. It would have. Yeah. It would have happened there. Uh, one person who's just thrilled to have made it through is Wiley Coyote, who, <laughs> who hasn't built a thing did blow up or fail. True, you know? but like, imagine that fort. It's gonna, it's gonna have like amazing explosives and stuff like that. It's gonna, it's gonna be a real. It's yeah, gonna be a real. Like, did you get this from Acme? And he, he just doesn't answer. But yeah. All right. So Tasmanian Devil is out. That leaves us with seven remaining: Bugs Bunny, Yogi Bear, Foghorn Leghorn, Wiley Coyote, Donkey from Shrek. Porky Pig and Scrooge McDuck. Yes. That's who we got last. A lot of these have been dodged some bullets, but hey, that's how this game works. You don't have to win. You just got to not finish last. Uh, all right. So next up is um, you've got a uh, you got a really tricky, like just difficult uh, in law situation where your mother in law is just just very tough. And which of these folks is going to be the worst at trying to win over the 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 the, the icy mother in law? Mm. So it's uh, you know. However, they do it by hook or by crook, and and I, I probably should have said this is they, they've got to win over. Assume that they're in the position of this is their mother-in-law, it's their icy mother-in-law, not not you, not okay. yours, not, not that uh, you have one. But uh, um, anyway, you get you get the point. Okay, yeah, I uh, I, I have mine. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna go ahead just because we haven't talked about them and say bugs and foghorn are in their wheelhouse with yeah. the mothers-in-law. They're gonna be their, great. They're, they're, they're doing great. I don't have the clearest picture of Donkey, but I think he has a good sense of humor and could win someone over. I I believe. Yeah. I think Scrooge, well, he always he, he helps with Shrek, here, you know, handling social situations. Here, here's sure. while I here's while I have why I have who I have Wiley Coyote. I, I don't think he seeks to to resolve differences. He usually tries to kill the person he doesn't he doesn't agree with. He's nonverbal. He's got access to explosives. Um, I think just about everybody else could. I mean, Yogi Bear wears a tie, you know, like he's, he's, he's a tie and a collar. So he's going to, I think, have a leg up. I think we're in real trouble with Wiley Coyote. Scrooge McDuck, just by age, might have a commonality with, with this lady that might be able to bitch about kids nowadays. But I think Wiley Coyote is, gets my vote just for, uh, you know, for the previous mentioned reasons. I'm going to agree with Wiley Coyote a hundred percent. I do think it's mostly because the other ones, the remaining people seem specifically good at charming mothers-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, they all seem to have that coyote. gear. Yeah. yeah, I think he'd be fine, actually. I think we're, because we're only seeing footage of him when he... At his worst. <laughs> and I'd love to see him at home, and I bet he's fine. But these other ones we have seen at home. We've right. seen them be charming. We yeah. do have access to that footage, yes. right. right. On a scale of 0 to 100, 100 you're pulling entirely for the Roadrunner. Zero, you're pulling entirely. Oh, no, uh, zero, you're pulling entirely for the Roadrunner. Hundred, you're pulling entirely for Wiley Coyote. Where did you guys come out on the Road Roadrunner cartoons? Uh, early in life, I was I was a fool. I didn't know what I was doing. Later in life, probably ninety seven uh, uh, on Wiley Coyote's side. Yeah, I, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say what my uh, my high school buddy Quack used to say, who had no sports affiliations, and say. 
I just was always rooting for the best game. You always want overtime. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. I love it. How All right. You? I'd be like, yeah, I'd be ex- mirror TJ's answer. Probably as a kid, I was like maybe slightly cheering for the Roadrunner. Do you think you were supposed to? You thought you were supposed to because yeah. like he wasn't trying to kill the other, you know, he was, the guy was trying to kill him. So yeah, but. I, I came to really hate him though. Yeah. The Roadrunner and really cheer for, for the Coyotes. So I don't know what that says about life for me <laughs> or whatever. But uh, all right, great. So we've only got uh, six remaining here. Next one is um, you made the finals of the regional laser tag uh, tournament. And this is your partner. Who, who do you, who do you least want to be your partner in the laser tag finals? Uh, huh. I, I think I have mine. I have mine. You want to say it on there's three? A lot, a lot of bad options here. Let's be honest. Uh, I think there's a lot options. of great, I think there's a lot of great options. You want to say it on three, Pat? Yes. All right. Let's see it. One, One two, three. Scrooge McDuck. Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It's tough to let know. Uh, what, what's your theory on McDuck on this one? Uh, he's old. I don't think he's going to be interested in this. I think it's no stakes for him. Like, I think, you know, like there's no money to the winner. I think, I think it's like, uh, I think he's just old and, um, and just would, would like not the type of thing that he'd be in the mood for, but, but I can be convinced out of it. What do you have? What do you feeling on Donkey? Uh, I think he'd be up for it, unlike uh, McDuck. I think he'd be like, "This is great, this is great." And but I, I thought, I think he's not stealthy, and that in laser tag, in my memory, there's like these carpeted walls, a kind of maze that you have to do some tight turns. And I feel like donkeys don't turn well. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know how good his like opposable thumbs are, and, and you know whether he's even going to really be able. I, I will say. You know, and, and feel free to disregard this, but I think McDuck would get overly competitive and actually do like okay. I think I think at first he would be exactly what you guys are saying. He'd be like, "The hell with this! I don't want anything to do with it." But it would be like that sitcom, right? Where you know, he get, once he starts going, he gets a taste for it, and then he, and then he turns into like a All maniac. Right. Let's get donkey. Let's get donkey out of there. All right, adios to the donkey. Uh, we are down to uh, only five remaining. We have Bugs Bunny, Yogi Bear, Foghorn Leghorn, Porky Pig, and Scrooge McDuck, who has dodged some bullets. <laughs> All right. Uh, this person gets caught by some authority figure. Don't know who the authority figure is, but some authority figure catches them smoking a cigarette when they shouldn't be and says, you you think you're, you think you're cool smoking? You got to go smoke a whole carton of cigarettes. Whoa. Who is going to be... Who's going to do the worst with that, and uh, you know, be the be the person who who least likely to make it through that that test of endurance of smoking way more than they should have to. All right, I, I have mine. I, I mean, I just got to give another shout out to Bugs Bunny. Not my favorite character <laughs> no. of all time, but he's gonna is be fine. Pretty bulletproof in yeah. a lot of these scenarios. You're like, oh, he would yeah. love that. Oh, he'd be good at that. Oh, oh yeah. He'd... Foghorn Leghorn, I think, is from Tobacco Road. I think he's going to be <laughs> right. fine on this. I feel like Yogi Bear has put away a fucking carton or two, like uh, in a bar. With I think that would be a great episode. Is Foghorn Leghorn goes into the shack. I mean, he, and then he comes in and he, he, he's he's like he's asking for more. Right? Like he's gonna be thrilled. Yeah. I yeah, I think Yogi Bear drinks and smokes. Yeah, um, I think you're right on these. So it's we're we're pretty clear, and I think. This, I, 
Well, I don't know if we are. I don't know if we are. <laughs> okay. I don't like pork. I don't like Porky here. I I think Porky is yeah. in real. Okay, good. Okay. It was that or McDuck. And yeah. McDuck could handle a couple of cigarettes. Yeah. But yeah. Porky's he's gonna throw up. Uh, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. He's in bad shape. Yeah. He's gonna go green in a second. Yeah. Unbelievable that McDuck, McDuck is still still here. There. Uh, but he's in there, and he may not. He may not get knocked out on this meter. <laughs> I don't know. Um, who knows? All right, we're down to four. And next up is this person. Uh, it, all of them are, are have to broker a, a truce between two warring drug cartels. Whoa. Who do you least want uh, tasked with that very difficult, uh, that very difficult diplomatic assignment? Mm. I feel like we've come across Bugs's weakness here. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't like Bugs here. Who Who were you thinking, Pat? Too, too much wise cracking because he'll he'll certainly charm everybody. I I think he's usually interested in exacerbating the differences between people and not oh. and not like calming it down. If there was if 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 like I think he want he would want to get Elmer Fudd to shoot Yosemite Sam and get Yosemite Sam to shoot Elmer Fudd. Like uh, yeah, You're he's right. a chaos agent. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Uh, McDuck's been in some high pressure deal yep. situations. Yogi Bear's basically a cop. Foghorn's. Uh, I feel like he understands army. diplomacy, at least. You know, he understands yeah. the concept of it, of like, oh, no, no, let's, 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 let's settle down here. Like, yeah. feels like something he would at least know how to say. Bugs Bunny would, I feel like, would be like, Moy, did you hear what that guy said about you? You know, like, yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Selfish. Selfish. Let's get rid of Bugs. All right. Wow. Wow. I, I would have thought going in, Bugs Bunny might be the favorite out of this out of this crop, but he is not. He's out. He's not yeah. the champion of just, champions. Just for affinity, Foghorn is my is well it would would have been my my money favorite and also personal favorite. Uh I agree that he is my favorite yeah. character of these. However, he has some some weaknesses. Now, yeah. again, when I mm-hmm. write these, I try to not think about which who's going to do well and what. Yeah. But, uh, I would have thought some things would come up where it would be tough for Foghorn, but so far, uh, there I've yet to see one. Maybe yeah. I subconsciously <laughs> uh, steer away from him. All right, so there's only three left. We got uh, Yogi Bear, we got uh, Foghorn Leghorn, and we got Scrooge McDuck. Incredible run for Scrooge McDuck. Uh, and I don't, again, I, well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. This, this to me, this one is close between two of them, and one of them is like. All right. Is it, but we'll see what you guys think. So, to to eliminate down to the final two. Yep. The last the last one before we get to our finals is you have to run a long con, a long con. So we're talking at least three months of work on this thing with this person as your like grifting partner. Mm. Who is, who is the last person? you want out of this I to do that. adore Foghorn Leghorn in a long con. I yeah. love him in a long con. And yeah. you know McDuck knows his shit in that, so there's only one little dumb picnic basket wanting motherfucker so. that's yeah. gotta walk away. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, that's I mean, fair. My early I one... Leghorn was as safe as you could oh, possibly be there. I, I love him. Maybe construct an argument that McDuck uh, you know, just can't like you don't want to partner with it. I don't know, but uh, yeah, but there's money at the end of it. So he's going to, you're going to get his best, you know, like there's a payoff, big payoff at the end. So you're going to get screwed McDuck's best who I would have thought would have been gone in the first two, two things that he'd be gone. And I don't love working with him, but, and he's not going to add stuff like uh, Leghorn will 
put a little bit of like icing on some of the yeah. cake of whatever this scam he, is. But I mean, I he's the most he's he's as one dimensional as any of these are, other than the Tasmanian Devil, right? Scrooge McDuck is. He's yeah. he's he does he kind of does one thing, hoards you know hoards and and guards his gold, but like you know Bugs Bunny Leghorn. They they're like fully rounded, fully rounded people. So it seems so surprising that Scrooge McDuck, who really only does one thing, has survived doing nine other things up until up until this point, or eight other things yeah. up until this point. I am a little surprised that Leghorn's just drew, like terrible overconfidence and you know know it all. This has not gotten in his has way. Not, it has, has not bit his butt at all. No, he's yet he's yet to even really be in much trouble. And I gotta say. Heading in, I, I don't, I, I haven't even reread what the events are, but heading into the finals, like Vegas is like all over Leghorn, but we'll see because you never know. Because so far, I've thought McDuck would have been out three, five times, but he's not. So the way it works for the final three, or I'm sorry, for the final two, is they go head to head in three contests. I'm going to tell you all three contests, and then you're going to decide. It, and if one of them wins two to one, that's fine. If one of them wins three oh, that's fine. But one of them's got to come out the victor, and they're going to make it into our final champion of champions of uh, champions tournament. So here we go. The first is loyally serve as your permanent like butler companion. So think Alfred in uh, Batman, that sort of thing. So uh, this person's going to do that for you for the rest for the rest of uh, their life as they grow old. The second is it's your wedding. Unfortunately, at the at the lunch. Uh, or there, maybe they call it a rehearsal dinner. I don't know, but uh, there was there was one dish that had food poisoning, and the wedding cook, the wedding DJ, and the wedding officiant all got terribly sick. And this one person's got to stand in for all three of them over the course of the night. And try this is to o- it's over. It's over. Rush. It's over. <laughs> we don't need to know what the third one is. This is done. <laughs> the third one is run an ultra marathon. This is the third one. So, so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna be close. I don't know on that ultra well, marathon. Ultra marathon went the other way, but it didn't matter. The other two were in the books. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You gotta have yeah. consensus. We have to see if if uh, I mean, Mike, yeah. Mike. Yes, I want Foghorn to take over my wedding. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, I, I want that regardless of this podcast, but. I had a moment of waffling on the butler. Obviously, Foghorn would be a better butler, but um, would McDuck be a more funny for you day to day? I assume they're forced into this, and I don't know how you know maniacal has. If McDuck has like crushed your family farm, right, and then you get to have there's oh. there's a path to it. I think the yeah, only the only advantage crazy. I can see too is McDuck knows what it's all about. He's he's had him his whole life, so he knows he knows how it go how to go about it. I just don't think he'd debase himself, and I think he'd be so resentful of the fall from grace that I think you would get the worst possible version of 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 him there i think i think so too and i think that i think it's over and that all of our favorite guy won but i will say one last thing and i don't think that's what this game is about (laughs) but say you're um sleeping with all of these uh characters Mm -hmm. yeah 
McDuck in bed after being a butler all day is mm-hmm. uh, something to think. Now about. there you're gonna get the best of them. <laughs> there yeah. you're gonna get the best. Yeah, like I, you, I think that on the <laughs> butler question, on the butler question, if it was just butler and not companion, right? If it didn't have that element of you want to be kind of friends with them and it's a big part of your life. I, I do think Foghorn Leghorn is lazy and he's always looking for ways out of doing mm-hmm. stuff. And he is going to be a frustrating butler. But McDuck is also going to be frustrating because he's going to be so uh, annoyed about his yeah. change in station. And he's constantly going to be looking to usurp you and somehow take over and become, you know, yeah. become the shift the status. So I, I think you guys are right. And I'm happy to see Foghorn oh. Leghorn enters and, I, I think I think Yoda's got Yoda's got some real comp, real competition now, Rush. Oh boy, I mean, Yoda's oh boy. got. I some. tell you what. Well, uh, there's going to be some massive spoilers here for the next 20, 30 seconds. So if you if, if you're well, and I'm going to step away. I'm going to I'm going to step away and urinate real quickly. Then go ahead. Yeah. So uh, so so that means Foghorn Leghorn joins Yoda and John Wick and Michael Phelps and Meryl Streep and Henry Gondorf and uh, Greg Norman. And Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, so we have a hell of a battle uh, coming up, and we only have to do one more before we do get into our final champion of champions of champions. Uh, best best out of ten there. So uh, that was fun. Um, really glad to see Foghorn get across the line there. I'm he never Rick seemed won. like he was in that much danger. What's up? No, that's true. And we were all a little biased towards him as it came out. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear Griffey and Wick. I don't even know who they were against, but I'm big fans of both those. I'm glad they're in the uh, final, final of finals. Yeah, I think currently the, uh, the the current Vegas line is like Yoda is the favorite, although there's certainly stuff that could come up. But like he's got he can really do a lot of things uh, exceptionally well. So uh, we shall see. Yeah, he's a, a magic uh, toad or whatever. Um yeah, I was talking to uh, my friend Joe Kelly about it, and he was like, "Well, if it if it involves walking at any speed beyond very slow, then he's got a problem." <laughs> so it's like a, if it's a speed walking contest, yeah. your boy Yoda is straight out of there. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he jogs and everything. He almost had to learn all this other stuff because he doesn't do the one thing we all first do, which is walk and then jog. And so yep. he's like, "Well, what if I float and lift?" And it's like, "Well, you're you're." You know, overcorrecting because you you can't walk fast, man. Just say it. Yeah, but hey, uh, he, limitations bred creativity and, and, and yes. excellent from Yoda. All right. All right, TJ. So that is it for Champion of Champions. All right. So the last one. This is where we started. You guys, gentlemen, you're on a new show, new game show called Predictive Text. Um, so there's going to be two rounds and I'll explain to you how the, how the first one goes. And then when we get there, I'll tell you about the second. So in the first round, I'm going to give you three letters. And then at least on my phone, the three choices it gives you are those three letters, those three letters exactly. And then it offers two other possible finishes to your, to your word, right? Or versions of what it is that you're trying to type. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the first three letters and you give me the two things it suggested based on those, based on those three letters. Cool. Does that make sense? And for however, there'll be eight of them. And for however many you get, those will be your points going into round two. Got it. We're trying to guess correctly what your phone thought it was. Correct. 
Correct. So sometimes I'll tell you it like it replaced the letter and, you know, gave me that word. Sometimes it adds on the way it's the way it thinks it's going to finish after that. Cool. Yeah. All right. And I, I wonder if it's learned, uh, you know, it, it tell, we have to partly know TJ. I, right? I, I kind of was aware of that. I was like, okay, none of these things. I, I put in BET and was like, okay, this didn't finish as Beth. So I think these are fairly generic um, okay. finishes. I, 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 well, I, I believe. Also you gamble a lot. So, <laughs> That's <you know>. right. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, here's your first one. A-N-S. A-N-S. And uh, let, do we just fire away or do you want us to, I come think up with- as soon as you both have them, um, let me know and I'll, and I'll, uh, and I'll call on one of you to go. I, I'm, I'm locked in. All right. Pat, when three, uh, two. two, yep. Whenever you're ready, Pat, give me your, give me your two. Um, and, okay. Um, ancillary agreement. Okay. Very good. Rush. Uh, I, I shared one of the two. Okay. With Pat. Uh, I, I said answer or ancillary. No, uh, <laughs> answer or and. Rush, you got them both. They are indeed and and answer. So those are uh, two points. Pat, you got one point. Um, how about this? B-E-L. B-E-L. And when you're both locked in, Rush, you will go. you will go first. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm locked in. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to go with bell. Okay. And belt. Okay. And Pat? Uh, pardon my dog again. Uh, I'm going to go Belgian and, um, rust belt. Okay. It thought you had the word before (laughs) wrong as well. Uh, rush, you got, you got one. Uh, it was Bell, and the other one it finished to was Believe. Ah, damn it. I wrote that one first and changed it to Bell. Yep. God. All right. Uh, here's your next one. No, no, none for you on that one, Patty. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I next know. one is D A R. D D A R. And when you're both locked in, Pat will go first. I'll go dark. Okay. And. Darling, I'm going to miss this one. I'm working late. Okay. Very good. And yeah. Rush? That was, that's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> fun. Uh, I also had Dark. Okay. And uh, I had Day. Oh, okay. I see that. Um, that makes more sense to me than it finished with Dark and Darn. Mm, darn. But uh, yeah, I would yeah. think Day would be more, would be more common. All right. How about, here's your next one. Your fourth one. F-R-E. And when you're both locked, Rush will go first. Okay, I'm locked. Go ahead. Uh, I have uh, free and freedom. Okay, and Pat? I'll go friend and freaky deaky. <laughs> neither. We got neither. Um, it was free, so Rush got one, and French it finished with. Uh, ah, the French. Yeah, Champagne. yeah. How for about W-A-L? W-A-L. Um, I'll go walk. Okay. And 
Walmart sells guns. Okay, very good. <laughs> you do know my phone. You do know what I... All right, go ahead, Rush. Uh, I'll do uh, walk and Wally went to Walmart because they sell guns. <laughs> All right, very good. You both got them both. Uh, <laughs> it was walk and it was kind of redundant. It was walking. It was walk and okay. walking. Um, T-O-L. This is number six, T-O-L. What did it finish as? Rush. Uh, I'll try toll and told. Okay. And Pat? I'm going to go Edo and Stoy. Toledo and Tolstoy. (laughs) (laughs) Neither. I'm sorry, man. Neither. It was (laughs) told was one of them. And the other one was two. T-O-O. It changed that other L to an O. So with two left, Rush has seven. Pat has three. It's anybody's game. It's anybody's game. (laughs) And uh, the next one is B-E-T. This is, how, this is how I know. Yeah, this is how I don't know. It, it didn't spell out Beth, so, which it certainly would have if it uh, changed because of my my writing. Um, and whenever you're ready, Pat, you can go first. Okay. Better. All right. And betcha. Okay. Sounds good. Rush? Uh, I went with better and Beth. Hey, how you doing? It's Rush. I'm on TJ's game show. No, I don't need a lifeline. I'm just calling to tell you I won predictive tests. Wow. Well, there's still a long way to go. I like your confidence, but there's still a long way to go. It was better in between were the two on that one. Better. I thought there's only one left after this. Uh, I'm so, what's that? Yeah, I thought there was. I thought we were only doing eight of them. So I oh, thought I had mathematically won. Eight in round one. Oh. Damn it. Yeah. I, I pulled it. Uh, who wants oh. to be a millionaire? Yeah, you sure did. Premature. All right, last one. STU. And whenever you're ready, I think, Rush, you can go first. Yeah, I'm going to try. Um, I, I think I'm going to go over two here, but I'm going to try student. Okay. And STFU that they thought you were trying to ah. shut the fuck up with All right. abbreviation. Okay. And Pat? Uh, Stewart. Okay. And uh, uh, Stump. Okay. 0 for 4 in that one, guys. It was Stuff yeah. and Stupid. Um, stuff and I Stupid. I feel stupid that I couldn't <laughs> come up with stuff. So, stuff, yeah. heading into round two, Rush has eight, and Michael Patrick O'Brien has four. So you accrue points in that first round. In the second round, you lose points. We're going to be subtracting points. And here's how the second round works. I'm going to give you five words, and I want you to tell me at what letter in that word it gave this word as a possible finish. Cool. So let's say let's say the word was um, um, amazing. I'm going to ask you for what letter in amazing did it say amazing as an option? So after A, it wouldn't. After M, it wouldn't. After the third, after that next A, it might. After the Z probably is when that thing's going to come. Does that make sense? And whatever you're off by is what I'm going to, uh, is what I'm going to subtract. So let's say it was the Z and amazing was the right answer. And you guessed N, I'm going to subtract two from your previous total. Cool. All right. Good rules. Fair fair rules. So there's five words. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Pat. Yeah. The early, just a quick 
question. The earlier round is closed. Earlier round's done. Yep, this is that one's that one's all finished. Like I now see how between would have fellow BET, but since you said it, for me to say it now doesn't give me one. I can't give you any more points. Not now. No, not not That's anymore. Closed. That one's done. That one's finished. Yeah. Okay. That one's done. This is a different round where where you you lose points now. But right, because yeah. I only have four, so I don't. I can't really right. lose many. But if I when I look back at some of the ones like Toll Story. I, yeah. I feel like that was kind of Toledo and Tolstoy were the yeah were Toledo yeah. and Tolstoy. That's <laughs> yeah. closed. Yeah, that one's closed. Okay. Yeah, okay. that one's closed. But but we're gonna do this round. So this round's open. Round two is open, wide open this for us. Yeah, negative. It's kind of nice though. Um. All right. So your first word, gentlemen, is tournament. Where in the spelling of tournament did it suggest for me tournament? Do we say a number out loud or just uh you give me whatever you give me whatever letter you think I typed in when it's when it's spelled out the rest. So whenever you want uh, to, Pat. Who, oh, who do you want to go first? Uh Pat will go first. N. All right. And Rush? I, I also have the first N. Okay. You're both off by one. It spelled it out at the R. At T O U R. It gave me that as an option. So now you're down seven to three is your score. How about the word filibuster? When did it offer filibuster? What letter did it give me that as an option? Filibuster. Are you open to spelling that? Yes. F-I-L-I-B. Oh, uh, filibuster. U. Yes, filibuster. <laughs> so I think it's Rush. So. All right, Rush, when do you think? I'm going to say uh, the, the second I. Okay. And Pat? I'll go B. Pat is exactly correct. It was that the B it gave it. Rush lost one point. Six to three. Tightened up just a little bit. But uh, I don't win. Get, where were you getting at F-I-L-I? Um, I don't know. I could. Okay. That's right. Filigree? Fill. Filling. Oh, filling would have been one of them. Filling. No, filing probably was one of filing. them. Filing. Filing, yes. And then filing. I don't know if it was All like right. filigree or something. Um. Feel. The next one is truthful. Truthful. I'll go H. All right. And Rush? Uh, I, I was already locked in and also on the H. You'd both be exactly correct. You stay at six to three. Um, heading into our last two questions. Um, I feel like I should have to go. Well, he may pass me on this one, but if if whoever's in the lead on the last one should have to go first. Right? Okay. Otherwise they can... Sounds great. Um, next one is Symphony. S Y M P H O N Y. Add to the rules, Rush. For fairness, I'm happy to lock them in. <laughs> we can, we can, we can lock them in. <laughs> you know yeah. What I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm down to lock. I've been locking. Yeah, me too, me too. I, I try not to let. What's the word? T symphony. S y m p h o n y. Who is? Who's it to? Uh, we'll have Rush do this me, one. Uh, this is a tough one. I can see why this is a. I I, I guess I'm going to go with what I think is the safest and go with the P. Okay, and Pat. Same locked in. You guys are exactly right. It was on the P that it that it happened. So, 
here's a three is a three uh, three letter swing here which is is what it would take and um it's a longer a longer word here the last word is delicatessen d e l i c a t e s s e n delicatessen when did it spell out delicatessen for me rush you're the first to go this time you're in the lead by three if i can just say before you go (laughs) there's two s's at the end right yes yep near the end and that's really when uh, i feel like that's really when a computer is gonna Mm -hmm. i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) oh sorry this is your turn i'm sorry go ahead he's gonna throw me off uh one S and the computer's like, I don't know what, but two S's and it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to take the second E, the end of delicatet. Okay. In the uh, C-A-T-E-S. That's where you're going? Yeah, so okay. right before the first S. All right. And Pat? C like cat. Thank you, TJ. C? Uh, I am, I'm sorry to say for you, Michael Patrick O'Brien, Rush was exactly correct. That's when it put out, that's when it put out at the, that E, that late in there. So Pat, you were off by three. The final score is six to nothing. Mr. Howell and blanks, a uh, blank set, a uh, perfect set, um, wins six to nothing in the first and most likely last version of predictive, predictive text. Um, oh, I love it. Get it. I got a direct uh, line to uh, Chuck Woolery, so we'll see, <laughs> see what he thinks. I don't know. Do you think? Then, you think it would make it on TV to predictive text? The the first round is completely all locked in, too, right? Yeah, first round's done. Yeah, and now that actually the second yeah. round, the second round's kind of locked in as well now. Yeah, now yeah. Is, but, well, the second yeah. round was all, like, taking but that first round, if, we, if people had known that that was really where you... Yeah, all right. I, yeah. <laughs> do you remember we did that scene pat where the whole idea was that disney quest and that guy edmund was behind doors like dancing with no shirt on and all i i like all we tried to say was like i like that that's nice and we tried to do it so that it had no sexual implication at all that you were just like it was as as neutral as you could but still like something like oh i like that that's good that's a good thing i like that that's nice that's nice that's nice that's nice you like that oh you like that <laughs> you had asked that a couple times Oh, do you like that? Yeah, I do. I like that. That's nice. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's very hard for for dudes to say I like that about something and not have it in a comedy show, especially. But we were like, right. what if it truly means I like that? Yeah, I like that. That's nice. You like that man? Jan- you like that man dancing? I do. I like that. That's nice. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I do like that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Michael. You gave us a lot of your uh, a lot of your time. We could not appreciate it. It was just great to see your face and talk to you, Pat. You too. Great to see both you guys. Thank you so much. This was a blast. I'm a big fan of the podcast and uh, loved it. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. And uh, we'll thank Nate and Julie and Emily as we always do. Rush, you want to take us out? Yeah, just uh, if you want to email us at any point, here's the situation podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much, Mike Patrick O'Brien. Uh, really, really a great treat. Uh, and the off chance that there's anybody that listens to this that doesn't watch AP Bio, please do. I'm Peacock uh, now, right? That's how you get it? I'm Peacock? That's right. Yeah. Well, watch those and, numbers uh, spike, Pat, after all these years of the situation people rush over there. You watch them uh, numbers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> season five. Season five just locked itself right there. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Good night, everybody. Or good morning. Good afternoon. We'll talk to you again soon.